Hello, everybody. Happy Friday. Welcome to Rebirth of Venus. I want to thank you for taking some time out of your day, your beautiful day of Venus, to hang out with me here. I love, love, love spending my Fridays with you all. So thank you for listening, as always. And if this show means a lot to you, if you tune in week after week and love what you hear, please, please, please take a, just take a moment right now and pause this podcast. And if you're listening on iTunes or in the Apple Podcast app on your iPhone, you can head on, um, you just scroll right down past the description of the episode and you can leave a five-star review. Let me know what you think of the show. So thank you so much for listening. Today I wanted to, I don't know, just like pop on for a sort of a fun, actionable, delightful little episode that I think is really timely. It's spring. People, spring cleaning is a thing people do. <laughs> I say that because, I mean, yeah, we've we've talked on this episode, on this podcast many times before about, you know, my cleaning prowess, which isn't so hot. So, but I do do love in the springtime or really any time of year that I feel like I need just kind of a little bit of a reboot. I love, you know, whether it's cleaning, let's be fate, let's just be real and face it. I don't love cleaning. Um, organizing, do love that. Maybe cleaning out my closet. Okay, now we're talking. You know, just giving your space a little revamp. So, today I wanted to talk about how switching for Venus. And I wanted to talk about the ways that the state of our home brings in or pushes away the divine. And I'm going to be focusing on Venus in this episode, but as always, you can apply these ideas regardless of your spiritual beliefs, of what kind of energy you specifically want to be bringing into your home. You know, this isn't about like superstition. This isn't like, oh, you know you have to do this otherwise like you'll be doomed or something not like that at all no this is just kind of like a fun way to feel a little more inspired for your your spring cleaning because honestly if you're like me and you know hopefully I'm not alone here if you're like me you don't get very excited about the idea of you know cleaning for example just to do it but bringing a little bit of magic into it, it makes it a lot more fun and also I don't know about you but like I need to feel like I'm getting something out of doing things I don't want to do. <laughs> so, you know, if I can usher in love and passion and beauty and creativity and abundance, which are all in the Queendom of Venus, like, let's do it. Let's fucking do it. So today I'm talking about some ways that you can bring some magic into your home, the magic of Venus, the magic of spring, and have your home sort of be like a living altar for all of these beautiful things you want to bring in. And so I'm going to start just by giving some like sort of a general a general talk on the topic. So despite the fact that I am as I call selectively domestic and definitely not like a crazy clean freak. Sometimes I wish I was, but <laughs> I still really really see the importance of first and foremost keeping your home clean. I mean, that's the thing. You could get every feng shui book out of the library that you could possibly read 
And if you're applying all these sort of magical cures to a dirty home, it's it's literally pointless. <laughs> so think about it like this. Okay, actually, so I have cats, so they're actually a really good barometer for this <laughs> because if you if if you have cats, you might understand it. If you don't have cats, you won't. But let me explain. So cats really, really respond to their physical environment. Like for example, any change freaks them out. If you haven't seen the the <laughs> if you haven't seen the viral videos of like the cats and the cucumbers, you should. They're kind of mean, but like really hilarious. <laughs> Basically, it kind of plays on this idea, which is that cats are so aware of their surroundings that if anything changes, they freak out. And so there are these videos of people putting cucumbers. I don't know why it's a cucumber behind the cat. <laughs> and like when the cat turns around, it, it jumps a mile. Maybe it thinks it's a snake or something. I don't know. It's kind of funny. Uh, maybe I'm just an asshole because I think it's funny. <laughs> but anyway, so... Um, Anyway, their cats are really, really sensitive to their surroundings. And one thing they really respond to is cleanliness. So, for example, if our place, if our apartment gets dirty, like really dirty, the cats will actually rebel. Like they might not pee in their boxes. They might like do their own fucking thing. And it's like I always joke that one of our cats is like she's like a an overbearing mother-in-law <laughs> in the sense that she's like. You know, in the movies when I've never actually experienced this, but in the movies when, you know, like the mother-in-law comes over and is like judging the cleanliness of the home. That's how I feel like one of our cats is sometimes like looking up at me like, bitch, I'm going to pee here because um you haven't swept in three days. Now we live in a super dusty apartment. So like not sweeping in three days is a serious dust situation. So that might not sound like a big deal to some of you, but we live in a really dusty city. So anyway, um, so cleanliness. So like think about, you know, if, if my cats are like a barometer for that, I kind of think because I think cats are in touch with the, the magical realms and um, I'm just, you know, going to get full crazy cat lady on you here. And so if we think about it that way, OK, if my cats aren't happy with how clean or not clean my apartment is, do I really think that the divine is going to be happy? How am I going to bring in those benevolent spirits and, you know, Venus and all of these amazing energies if it's like hella dusty everywhere, right? And, you know, we do what we can. Like, I could maybe do more, but literally just this morning I was like, it might be time for a robot vacuum. <laughs> so something I'm truly looking into. Because it's just like, okay, the reality is this. I could get, like, angry at myself for not being, you know, for not, like, cleaning every day. But here's the thing. Like, I'm incredibly busy in a beautiful, aligning, self-affirming way, like, I, I, my life is full with things I love. And cleaning is not something I love. And so, you know, if you have the resources, bring someone in to help you. If you don't have the resources, or even if you do have the resources, find other ways that you can support your true habits around cleaning, okay? And so for me, like, I do have, we do have people come to help us clean, but also it's like, okay, but in between, <laughs> like, I'm still not doing the things I'm supposed to do. What are some things I can do to keep this place in order? You know, for me, it was always like, okay, I'll sweep every day, but again, not always happening. So, you know, shame on my robot vac game. 
you know, I'm going to look into that. So (laughs) really, or you even things like for me, I try not to go to bed with a ton of dirty dishes, you know, because waking up and having that be clean, especially because I know that kitchen is the hearth of the home. And in feng shui, it's the center of, it's your abundance heart of the home. And, you know, if I'm trying to invite more Venusian energy into my home, abundance is a big part of that. And so I want to make sure my kitchen is not disgusting. And so, you know, finding those little habits that work for you, whether it's making a ritual of washing the dishes every night or just wiping the surfaces down. Or for me, one thing is that I always wipe the table um, before I start work in the morning since I work from the table quite a bit. And I just like wipe off any dust or like food crumbs or cat hairs, let's be realistic, <laughs> or anything like that, you know, and finding those things to do. For me, like making my bed is a big thing. You know, those are the, these are little things that if I just do as a habit, then overall, I have like a much nicer, cleany, cleaner, cleanier, no, cleaner slate for the other magic we're going to talk about. Okay, so first, yes, you need to make sure if you're house switching for Venus that you make sure your home is clean. Um, Second, you know, it's really important. This is like feng shui 101, but making sure that anything broken is taken care of. And so what I mean by this, like, oh my gosh, I mean, like, this is definitely something I'm working on myself, you know, like, I'm often finding like dripping faucets and things like that. Those are all things that really, really need to be fixed because anything that's not working in your space, again, it like it's an energy suck, right? And so it's really important to get those handled. So one thing I used to do, I used to be a former, I'm a former interior designer. And one thing I used to do with my clients is when I would go to their homes first, because I had a very heavy decluttering and feng shui component to my work. So I would work through with them through that process before we even did the redecorating. And one thing that I would do first is I would you go through the home with them. And as we were decluttering and organizing, all of those little things, those little tasks that um, you know had been left undone for who knows how long, I would list them in a notebook. And it was always hilarious because by the end, there was like a six-page entry in the notebook. And here's the thing. And then you're, you look at that list, and these are all things that have to be done. These are all the loose ends. So as you find them in your home, write them down in one central place. And what you're going to find is a couple of things. One, maybe you'll find that the list is completely insane. And then you can go through and, and just get honest about the ones you're never going to do. And cross them off and get rid of the thing. If it's like an unfinished project, get rid of it and move on with your life. Be honest with yourself, right? You know, having a bunch of unfinished things around is not helping you. So be honest with yourself. I mean, this doing it with books is very important. You know, I, like many people, used to really have the problem where I'd buy like a pile of books at a time and then they would just pile up and some and then like my desires and interests would change and I would never read them. And some of them I would keep because I felt like I should read them or they like made me look smart or something. <laughs> it's like so ridiculous. But now I only like again, I have built a habit to stop doing this. I only buy like two books at a time and occasionally still a few will end up piled up. And I'm just like realize later on I'm just not into them and I give them away, you know, let them go. So keep the energy really authentic um, in the sense that 
everything you've chosen to keep around as far as your projects, as far as your tasks, is something you really want to do and just doing them. And if, you know, it is these things that are like little, little tasks that are kind of getting to you, but you know they need to be done, just just handling them and having a list like that can be helpful because, you know, on a Sunday afternoon, you can just take two hours and knock probably 10 of them off. You know, a lot of them don't take time, but when you think about them individually, they feel stressful. Okay, so we've talked about cleaning. We've talked about um, taking care of like unfinished business and fixing things that need to be fixed. This is like the basics. These are the basics after which we can start to have fun, right? Okay, we did the boring shit. So now um, this is going to tie a little bit into the last one. So of course, we talked a bit about organizing. And here's the thing. I'm much, and this is something I was very dogmatic about as an interior designer, and I still am just as a person. I am much less proponent of organizing and much more a proponent of minimizing. Because here's the thing. Yeah, you could, you know, look at your closet and spend $200 on boxes to organize everything. Or you could get rid of two thirds of your clothes that you never wear. And then you don't have to organize shit. (laughs) Right? I mean, I love Marie Kondo, but like, watching that show kind of gave me hives because they are all like hoarders and by my standards. <laughs> I mean, I understand like I'm I'm like a minimalist with maximalist tendencies, I always say. Like I definitely identify as a minimalist, but like my aesthetic and my you know, I'm not I'm not like really strict about it. And you know, yeah, I get that not everyone's gonna be like me basically. (laughs) So that's fine. But at the same time, when I watched that show, I would get hives because I'm like, okay, you're organizing all this stuff that like you still probably only need half of that. But you know, that's just me being judgmental. So let's just leave it there. Anyway, so before you organize, and she does talk about this, actually, Marie kind of talks about this in the book, at least. I don't remember if she did on the show or not. But, um, but this idea of, okay, before you go out and buy things to organize, Go through everything and get a clear sense of what you're keeping. Um, you know, get rid of things first. Like I really, I and I, I would tell my old clients this as a designer. I would say, okay, think of all the homes that you see in magazines or when you go to like a home showing. Look at you, all those homes that you think are so beautiful and also so elevated. Like they feel, it feels like rich people live there, right? <laughs> Guess what it is? It's not about the size of the home. It's not about the quality of the furnishings. Guess what it is? Those homes don't have clutter. The lack of clutter is the greatest luxury in the home. I mean, think about it. You know, obviously there are tons of exceptions to the rule, but generally, You know, more luxurious homes have less clutter. And yes, you could be like, but they have more space. No. You can cultivate that same feel of empty space, of the luxury of simplicity in your home just by getting rid of things. Like, that's free. In fact, if anything, it makes you money because you can sell things if you want. I usually choose just to give them away. But like, you know, you can do either. Like, you could make money off of it on top of it. So... There's really no reason not to. And um, I mean, just with home staging, for example, like when homes are set up to be sold, 
literally the first thing any homestager will do is take like two thirds of the possessions of the family and who owns the home and put them in storage. And like right away, I mean, I actually I knew someone who was a homestager and they would say that their clients after they did that first step, they would come home and be like, you know, the home, people who are, who are actually selling the um, the home. They would come back and they'd be like, oh, like if we did, if it always looked like this, we would maybe want to stay, you know, because we don't realize what an impact clutter has on everything. And so here's the thing, like as we're decluttering, we're creating space and that is space for the good shit, the blessings to come in. So for trying to invite more of this, you know, Venusian energy into our lives, I mean, the two big things for most people, some have both they're working on some have one are love and money (laughs) most people are trying to attract one or both um and so think about it this way it goes both ways let's talk about love first if you're trying to attract love and you have no space for anything in your home and it's like a total mess and it's dirty you would never consider bringing somebody home (laughs) if you met someone you know um you never consider inviting someone over because of how it appears And again, this isn't like about going out and buying things. This is about like cleaning up after yourself. You might think like, oh, I live alone. But if you're trying to attract love, you need to start living as if you have it. That's like law of attraction 101. And the easiest and free way to do that is to start like elevating the standards of your life in a way that you know the other person, somebody who's thinking about getting into a relationship with you would expect, you know? So like cleaning up after yourself, putting your laundry in the hamper, like making the bed, these are basics, right? So there's that. And then there's also stuff like, if you're looking for really like a committed relationship, I thought this was such a good tip. I, I don't remember who told me this originally, but I think it's like a very common idea in feng shui when you people who are trying to attract love. Start sleeping on one side of the bed because if you're like in the middle of the bed every day, you know, that's not what you'd be doing if you were in a relationship. So if you're trying to attract a relationship, you know, start thinking that way. Start clearing some space maybe in your closet for them so they could like leave a few things eventually, you know, like really creating the space, both physical and energetic in your life for that thing to come in. I mean, you know, I'm not going to judge you for sleeping in the middle of the bed. That's like the best part of being single. I mean, I'm not single, but whenever my boyfriend travels for work, I'm always like starfishing on the the fucking bed. So, you know, do 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 with these advices as you will. But you get my point. And so with, you know, abundance, same kind of thing. If you are wanting to attract money for like, okay, let's say a new wardrobe. This is actually an example a mentor of mine gave me. Um, If you are like holding on to all the ugly clothes that like don't fit you or that don't serve you, there's no space, energetic or physical, depending on the size of your closet, for that, those amazing new clothes you're wanting to attract the money to, to purchase, you know? You know, if your wallet is like stuffed to the gills with junk where's the money gonna go in when it comes you know you have to be creating space for these things and so yes organizing think of it in terms of creating space for the things you desire and I mean everybody like freaking this is really low entry point um like metaphysical idea 
in the sense that like everybody, even if you're not wooey at all or like into me- the metaphysical at all or into feng shui or any of that, like pretty much everybody has a story where like they decluttered a bunch of stuff, they felt amazing and something amazing came into their life. Like even even if you don't think anything came in, like you can tell it feels good. There's a reason for that, right? So like, you know, a lot of this energetic stuff is like really elevating your space to a place that you want to be in. Because, you know, especially with the love example, it's like, do you think somebody wants to be in a relationship, somebody of quality wants to be in a relationship with someone who doesn't care about themselves enough to take care of themselves? Like having their home be clean, you know, having their laundry be sorted. I mean, here's the thing. Yeah, some people are naturally more messy, but I really believe that everybody benefits when they, you know, develop some skills and organization in time organization um, which is a big part of like these doing these tasks that require you to take after your or to take care of yourself. You know, I'm not saying you have to like go from being hella messy to like total clean freak overnight, but challenging yourself to improve the quality of your space, especially through these basics that cost no money, they just cost time and energy. It's going to impact your life positively. I promise. It absolutely will. And and as I've said so many times before, this is a work in progress. Like, I am by no means perfect. I mean, my apartment right now is, it's not like the messiest it's ever been, but it's definitely not the cleanest. Like, the aforementioned sweeping I've not done probably for a week. So, you know, for me, the way I try, because sometimes if I'm feeling down about it, like, I get... I feel shitty and I'm like, oh, like, why can't I keep my home clean? It's like always messy. And I like yell at my boyfriend for like wearing his shoes in the kitchen and like yell at the cats for going in the wrong place. And it's like not a good look. And so I have to remember like I'm doing the best I can. What can I do? You know, for me, it's like, okay, making the bed, I always feel hella accomplished because we have like a very minimal bedroom. And so once the bed is made, it's like good. You know, and there are no clothes on the floor. Like, bam, it looks beautiful. We're good. Um, you know, making sure like my workspace, which is usually the dining room table or the table. We live in an apartment, so no dining room. But you get my point. You know, making sure that's just wiped clean, even if like it's kind of messy around it. Like, there's some stuff on the other chairs and things. Like, that space, I, I can if if I have five minutes before I start working, I can make sure it's good. It's perfect. So doing what you can. Okay, so let's get to the fun, fun, fun stuff because I promised them. Like the little fun things that after, don't cheat and skip ahead, after you've done the other stuff, cleaning, organizing, decluttering, you can move on to the fun things. Flowers and plants, first of all. Yes, like, you know, if flowers resonate with you, get a bunch of flowers. Like, okay, come on. I know the whole like buy yourself flowers, you deserve it thing is so overdone at this point. But, like, really, that's, like, literally the bare minimum of what you deserve. If you're still, like, freaking out about buying flowers for yourself, like, okay, let's do it. Let's move on. Let's redirect that energy because, yo, it's just, like, it's just flowers. So if you're having, like, deservedness issues around flowers still, like, just let it go, please. Um, Every, like, this day and age, flowers aren't expensive anymore. Every freaking city has stores where you can buy flowers cheap in the U.S., maybe at Trader Joe's. They're super cheap there. 
Hell, if you don't have any money, like, it's springtime. Go on a walk in a park and steal some flowers. <laughs> I'm not going to judge you for that. <laughs> I actually dated a guy briefly. who I, I went to his apartment once and he had, like, all these roses of different colors and, like, little arrangements I thought was so cute. I was like, oh, this is so nice. And he was like, oh, I stole them. <laughs> He's like, I stole them from the Christopher Columbus. Um, here in Mexico City, there's, like, a Christopher Columbus, like, monument. He was like, I, he was like, that fucking asshole doesn't need them. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm down with that. I'm actually all about that. Like, <laughs> it was really funny. So, you know, like follow your own ethics on that. Like, I'm not going to judge you one way or the other. Um, or, you know, you can just like pick wildflowers. I mean, hell, even if there are no flowers out, maybe you're listening to this in like the fall, find some other way to bring some found, you know, greenery maybe like some pine boughs if you like live in an area with pine trees obviously that's for the winter you know you get my point like you can be creative bring the outdoors in um it's not about how much money you have or not that's just an excuse okay it's really important to bring that natural energy in plants obviously are fantastic because they clear the air they are pretty um there are lots you can get that don't require lots of watering if you're like me and you cannot keep houseplants alive for anything. I'm really good in like a real garden. <laughs> um, I actually trained as a Virginia master gardener like ages ago <laughs> when I lived in Virginia. Like when I lived in Virginia the first time. <laughs> so that was probably over 10 years ago. Anyway, um, but when it comes to houseplants, I'm like, I just forget about them. So I, I need plants that like when you forget about them, like palms are really good for that I got recently got one that's called lipstick and it I've watered it like three times and it still looks good <laughs> so my boyfriend is so good with houseplants like he's always propagating things and like taking seeds from our dinner and like planting them and it's so amazing and it's just and then usually he'll go away for like four or five days and he, he comes back and it's like dying he's like you didn't water it oh I and I say, I didn't, I just, I forgot about it. Let's face it. <laughs> so anyway, um, again, you know, plants don't have to cost a fortune. You can find really cute things in the grocery stores these days. Like find something, make it work, start small, do what you can, right? All of this brings in good energy that brings in that awesome, those awesome divine vibrations, Right. Something about Venus specifically. So, like, you know, obviously Venus wants it to be clean. Um, Venus wants it to be, like, relaxing and lovely. And part of that comes with, like, not having a bunch of unfinished projects around. You're going to feel more relaxed at home. If there's not a bunch of clutter around, you're going to feel more relaxed at home. And we're able to, like, be that decadent, like, restful version of you that, you know, where your home is like a sanctuary, Right. Um, bringing in, I mean, definitely as far as flowers are concerned, you know, I love to buy roses on Fridays for my Venus altar um, slash for my cats because they love to eat them. Um, <laughs> you know, you can do this however you like. You can maybe set a, a day of the week when you refresh them or whatever. Of course, if you do have animals, be sure to do your research about which flowers and plants are toxic. I mean, some people have pets and they just leave that stuff alone. Our cats, like, nosh on 
anything. So <laughs> like they chomp on the flowers. So I have to make sure they're non-toxic. They chomp on the plants. Yeah. Like there's really no way around it. So I've done a lot of research and I found out that pretty much like all of my favorites are toxic. <laughs> um, luckily, roses are an exception. There are a lot of other flowers that aren't, but you have to like really do your research. So just be aware of that. Um, they love the roses and so do I and so does Venus. So we just we go roses a lot. Um, sometimes I even get carnations because they last forever. They're also um, a correspondence to Venus. I know they're like kind of a grandma flower, or at least they're viewed that way in the U.S., but I like them. They're inexpensive. They last a really long time. Just make sure you change the water regularly because the water smells so freaking bad when it's old with carnations. I don't know why. So bad. Like literally the worst smell you've ever smelled. So, you know, that's another thing, keeping the water clean, making sure the plants are happy with water. You know, you don't want things to be dying around. You want you to be bringing life into the home. Next, think about colors. So, you know, if I'm feeling like I want to bring a certain energy into my home, so I'm going to use Venus again as an example. You know, I, okay, pink and green are the colors of Venus. Like I have pink and green candles on my altar. Um, I have quite a bit of like hot pink in my space, balanced by like turquoise and, and colors like that. I like that because it wakes me up, right? It, it like, it's that balance. I love turquoise with hot pink because it's like uplifting and relaxing at the same time so think about that like do you need more fire more fiery colors and of course elements candles things like that do you need more air like water you know thinking again about like those elements and those um, colors this is like super 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 basic introduction to a concept in feng shui of like balancing the the elements but you can just follow your intuition you know and, and think about like if you are if you are actually trying to bring in the energy of a specific archetype in the case of venus it's helpful to look into those correspondences specifically you know for example on my altar i have pink and green candles i have roses when i buy them i you know but i also have things like jewelry like pearls and seashells and things that i found that i love um, I have things like, like I like to burn rose incense or lang lang incense, um, but also sometimes just like random things that I just like, and I think she does too. Like there's this other incense I buy. I don't even know what, what it is exactly, and it smells great, and I just think it's good. And um, you know, or I have like little cards and things and messages on my altar that make me think of, you know, that energy. But even if you don't have an altar, you know, you can bring that into your home just based on your intuition. Like, what do I need more of in here? You know, once you've done those basics we talked about earlier, a really, really important one, I think, for me at least is scent. And so, you know, especially if you have animals, <laughs> you know, finding a way to keep it fresh kind of is really important. Um, for me, it's like burning profuse amounts of incense all the time. Um, <laughs> let's be real. So obviously that doesn't work for everybody, you need, but you could, in, you could diffuse essential oils, candles, like whatever. You can make like a spray with essential oils. I have something like that and I like spray it all over the sofa and stuff to make it smell not so catty. <laughs> so, you know, doing things like that. Um, also, what, something really important that you don't want to overlook is your entryway. 
And so, again, it's something I like to do. I don't do it every Friday, but I like to do it on Fridays when I think of it. Let's be honest, when I remember. Um, I like to spray down the front door with either you the things I like to use, and I just it depends on what I have. Um, I like to use Florida water, which is like a botanical blend of um, different oils that's in like an alcohol base, and I use that, and I wipe that down on the door. Or you could use some um, like a citrus essential oil or a cinnamon essential oil. Or like if you have a spray, you know, like I said, I have this like cinnamon spray. I'll just spray it on the door. I mean, it's not like for a door, but it's, you know, it's for like the air, but fuck it. <laughs> like works for me. So I spray that on the door. And as you do that, if you really want to get witchy with it, um, that made me think of that song, Getting Jiggy With It from, you know, Will Smith, like in... 19 no like 2001 I don't know (laughs) I don't know what year that song came out no I think it was like 1997 I don't know because when I was at when I was like going to a lot of bat mitzvahs so I was 13 that song was always playing so okay do the math or don't um anyway (laughs) so you can get if you want to get more witchy with it you can pay attention to the direction you're wiping the door so wipe um like wipe your rag with the oils or whatever on the wood or whatever your door is made out of wipe it clockwise to bring things into the home and counterclockwise to like push things out so if you want to get rid of bad energy counterclockwise if you want to bring in good energy clockwise and you could even do like a combination you know like you can't fuck this up like this is important that you follow your intuition on these things so I'll do that. I'll wipe the door down, wipe down the handles, and I'll do the doorknobs like all throughout the home. And if I really have a lot of time, I will um, actually like I prepare this this magical cleaner that I actually linked it on the show a while back, like one of the recipes. Um, so if I can find it, I will put it in the show notes again. But basically, I just make a mixture, like I do it on the stovetop, of water with fresh lime juice. Um, or I like boil the whole lime. You know, I cut it in half and then put it in. Um, cinnamon, lavender, mint, mm, cloves. And then at the end, like I brew that for a while. And then at the end, I take it off the heat and I add vinegar to it. And I use this as an all-purpose cleaner, but also specifically, if I really want to like up my good energy vibes, I use it, I clean all the wood surfaces in the home with that. So like floors, although my floors aren't wood, they're like tile, (laughs) Um, the doors, any molding, like baseboards, all of that. Um, And again, as you're doing that, you can do the same thing, like cleaning clockwise or counterclockwise. If you want, like if you think of it, don't stress about it but mostly more important than that even is setting the intention for the home and really setting the intention for the space to to be infused with what you desire you know whether that's the energies of a specific archetype or just like you know maybe a little mantra you create of like three words you want to invite in there you go of course you can do practices like you know burning plant matter of various kinds like sage or palo santo or like you know, 
I mean, I, I just make like my own little floral herbal bundles that I burn. You can do that to cleanse both the air, like physically cleanse the air and cleanse out any negative energy and bring in any positive. Um, so they're like those more, you know, like practices that kind of everybody talks about. But um, it's really all it all comes down to is setting the intention for the space. And that's the thing, like. All of these other cures are just that. They're like little cures. They're little things that fix things. But at the end of the day, if the energy that you have like at, at the basis of all of this isn't good, then all of these extra things aren't going to do anything. And that's why it's important to do these things first, like cleaning, setting the intention, and really making sure you're creating a space with full of things that serve you not with a bunch of things that represent the past, you know, making sure it, it represents who you are now, not this like fantasy version of yourself, not this past version of yourself, but who you are now. And then you can add on these like fun little things. Um, a few other tips of little like fun add-ons. I love, I mean, I don't always, but I always feel great when I have a bottle of champagne, aka sparkling wine in the fridge <laughs> or maybe more than one. It's like I'm ready to have a party and celebrate anything at any moment's notice. And, like, I totally just buy it based on the bottle. Like, there's one I like that's um, a black and gold bottle. And it's really inexpensive. And I just buy it because I like the way it looks. <laughs> it's like sparkling wine. It tastes fine. Obviously, if you have the money, and, I mean, when I have the money, I love, like, a real bottle of champagne. But, you know, it doesn't have to be that. It's about the mindset around it. It really is. Um... I also just love having, like, in my fridge, having just, you know, the basics to, like, be able to whip up a meal at a moment's notice. Nothing fancy necessarily, but, you know, it just makes me feel good and prepared and abundant to have, like, the, a few things I need in there. I mean, it could just be simple, like, egg, you know, for me, it's, like, some fruit, eggs, you know, maybe some, like, tortillas I don't know it's not a, the point is not what is in my fridge the point is that you know having a few things there that make you feel good that make you feel prepared that make you feel like you can create a simple but lovely meal is really important um and so yeah like I'm trying to step that up a little bit I'm I always do really well with like cooking and pantry and you know having what I need for like a week and a half and then I use it all up and I forget forget to go shopping and then I'm like eating out constantly. So it's a work in progress for me too. But, you know, don't be hard on yourself. Just like do, just take a step, you know? Making sure the fridge is clean. Really important because, again, the kitchen is the abundant center of the home. And like, do you think Venus is going to want to come into your home if like you have a nasty kitchen? Ew, no. <laughs> again, do your best. You know, the intention is what matters. So, you know, do a little wipe down um, in the fridge. Stock it with a few things you need. Like, when I really want to feel the abundance vibes, I'll, I have a very small fridge, but I'll do, like, a bottle of champagne. I'll try to find some sparkling water because I love that shit. Um, fruit, you know, like, sometimes I'll get, like, hella fancy and I'll... You know, I live in Mexico, so it's not like I can just bust into Trader Joe's and spend like $20 and get a bunch of fancy but affordable food. Here it's like you have to kind of like go to the nicer neighborhood and like go to 
the specialty store. It's kind of like it was in the 90s, honestly, in the U.S., if you remember, like, when Trader Joe's just started and it wasn't everywhere. <laughs> so um, sometimes I'll do that and, like, pick up a couple of maybe, like, a nice cheese because that's kind of a luxury here in a different way just because, again, it's just not immediately available at my grocery store. Like, I can't just, like, go to my grocery store and get a block of Comte or something, which is, like, one of my favorite just everyday cheeses or used to be. <laughs> You know, it's so like I'll do whatever those things are. We will get like a nice dessert. Like it doesn't have to be spending a bunch of money. It's just finding those couple things that are good for you. I mean, seriously, think about it. Whenever you look at the fridge of like, okay, do you remember MTV Cribs? So my favorite part was always the part where they opened the fridge. Oh, my God. (laughs) And even now, like online influencers or like people I follow on Instagram when they do that I mean you know they like made it tidy beforehand obviously but I don't care I want to like live the fantasy I love looking in a really abundant person's fridge it's so freaking good like it's always well organized at least you know for the viewer (laughs) like I said I don't care if it's fake um it always has like not that much stuff in it but like nice stuff right and I realized I was like wow literally anybody could do that like it's not about stocking your fridge to the gills it's about just like bringing in a couple little things that make you feel abundant I love that it's easy for me because I have like a mini fridge basically (laughs) so it's filled up really fast it's like a very fast path to abundance vibes it's awesome um so yeah doing that for sure um yeah, I mean, really what this all comes down to, this whole idea of house switching for Venus, is it's like if you're trying to invite good energy into your home, you have to think about what you would do if, like, you were having friends come over, right? You're probably going to, like, tidy up. You're probably going to put on the home's best outfit, right? <laughs> so to speak. Why don't you do that for yourself? Why do you wait for somebody else to come over? If you want good energy to come into your home, it's no different. Like it wants it wants that nice that nice space too. And you know, none of these ideas I've given you are going to break the bank. Most of them cost nothing. It's about you know, I talk about the sacred pleasure of your highest potential constantly on this episode on this podcast or in all of my work. And here's the thing, you really really have to Be honest with yourself about the ways you aren't showing up as your highest self. And doing so, it can be pleasurable if you switch your perspective away from these are things you have to do and more to to things you want to do because you want to provide the best life for yourself and allow the most blessings to flow into your life with ease. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I got some great fun ideas to how to do some house switching for Venus or just, you know, some sort of magical spring cleaning vibes. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so, so much for listening. And quick announcement. If you haven't, if you've been living under a rock, I have just recently launched my upcoming four-week program, The Chariot. And this is a program, it's designed to take you from where you are now into a massive, unbelievable, unexpected quantum leap in four weeks. Yes, you are four weeks away from your quantum leap. A quantum leap is this big, big change that requires you to step into a new version of yourself that's, quite frankly, from the future. So we're like time hopping on the ultimate level in this program. And what it's going to consist of is 
We start later in April, um, but it's going to consist of, there are four live video modules that we'll be doing each week with live group coaching on the call. And these are actually really, really packed with like some, I really encourage you to go to the sales page and check out what's in each module because this is not something I've ever, I've taken a lot of online courses and I'm in, been deeping that world for years. This is not something that's out there. Um, this is a really, really bold program, and this is really going to create massive waves of positive change in your life if you apply it. So head on to the sales page. The link is in the show notes. Um, even if you're not sure if it's for you, just to like feel the get it fucking done vibes from reading the sales page. I actually do that all the time. I read sales pages for programs like that I don't plan to sign up for just because the vibes are good. And I'm like getting those vibes from the person who wrote it. Um, but yeah, we're going to, we have these four video modules that'll be going week after week. We'll be learning as a group. We're going to have a live mentorship group with group coaching, with ongoing Q and A's with me, um, four meditations that go with each module to basically help you energetically prepare for this massive up level you're creating in your life Four workbooks that go with each module as well that allow you to create a massive clarity on what you're creating and, the steps you need to take to get there, and a bunch of other cool surprises. I mean, I've got bonuses left and right. Um, you get free access to the Army Venus Boot Camp as part of this. If you pay in full, if you're one of the first 10 to pay in full, which you do still have time to do, you get a free 90-minute tarot transformation session with me. It's like there's so much value to this. It's literally life-changing information. Please, please go check it out. I've poured my heart and soul into this program I could not be more excited. It's literally like the culmination of everything I've ever done in my life personally and spiritually. And I can't wait to share it with you. I'm so excited. So please, please, please just take a look. Let me know what you think. Hop on in. If it is a yes for you, if you have questions, of course, you can message me anytime on Instagram at rebirth underscore of Venus. Um, and you can also reach me through my website, rebirthofvenus.com. So Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I can't wait to talk to you next week. Until then, have a lovely week and enjoy your house switching for Venus. Goodbye.